Welcome to episode 131 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I'm Ty, and you can find me being very, very selective in my viral tweet engagement at SEATJK. And with me, as always, is Chris. Where can we find you amplifying Twitter's worst personalities, Chris? <laughs> you can find me at CD Villasenor, and I'm very selective about my retweets. I don't retweet a lot. I retweet our, I retweet our podcast friends. Um, for the most part, but then you got you got to be pretty, but you got to you got to hit pretty high on the wall for me to, to to retweet you. Well, after I introduce the show, I want to ask you a question about about retweeting versus reply etiquette. I want to have a quick discussion about that. Okay, since, since we're doing the Twitter production show here tonight. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, speaking of uh, tonight, we're going to bring viral engagement tweets to life. Um, in segment one, we're going to decide how best to make up our animal gang to defend against other roving bands of beasts. <laughs> Uh, and in segment two, we'll choose our desert island survival loadout. And before shifting gears in segment three, to look in the mirror and compare ourselves to the famous men that women apparently find, quote, not off-puttingly handsome, end quote. Beyond the buzzer, we'll pause for Jawa before heading to the OT for an explanation on whether you still need underwear. Interact with the show on Twitter at 2on3pod or hit us up via email at at 2on3pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. So speaking of Twitter, um, there, I, I, there's always a choice when you see the viral engagement tweet, which is, do I just reply to the original tweet or do I quote it? And I'm curious what your, what your calculus is, because I, I have mine, but I want to know what yours is. Okay, so the, the retweet with comment yes. is reserved for when... when when I want, when I think the tweet is important enough for you to see the whole thing, okay. You know what I mean, I, I think that's the gist of it. I'm my reply. A lot of times, I'll just reply to the original post, right, and just say say my thing. But sometimes the the, the tweet is so good that I think it's important to re should retweet it with comment because I think mm-hmm. it's funny. I think it's I think I think it's it's the more important part. My reply is not more important. My comment's not more important. The, the the actual meat of the the original tweet is more important. Okay, and that's that's a I think a fairly good rule of thumb. Um, I also sometimes think about it in terms of who's it for. So if I definitely want my friends to see my reply, I will quote tweet it, right? Mm-hmm. And if I sort of don't care whether you see it or not, I'm I'm more inclined to reply. Right, right. It, or do you reply and then just do a retweet? Would that be more? Would that be more appropriate? Or because you don't want to start because it isn't the isn't the isn't the People complain that if you quote tweet them, then the replies are yours, not theirs. Do they complain? People, some people do. I've seen it <laughs> I think happen. If you're complaining about that, then you probably need to log <laughs> off. I've seen, I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen where people say, "Why did you quote tweet that? You could have just replied." It's like, well, but, but for me, like sometimes I think the quote is funny. They they give us the feature to quote, you know, to quote yeah. tweet it, so I use it. Every so often. Yeah. I, you know, that is one of the more, I think, obnoxious aspects of following, like, celebrities on Twitter is they almost always quote tweet because they're trying to show their audience, right? Right. Th- their interaction. And it's really obnoxious when they start to argue with someone and they continually quote tweet it because then it's like you can't even you can't follow read it. the dumb argument. I got to <laughs> click on the thing every... It's just... It's the worst experience. Right. That's why, so, I, don't follow, that's why I don't follow Twitter, Twitter uh, celebrity feuds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Don Cheadle, you don't always have to quote tweet the guy. <laughs> Calling out Cheadle. Yeah. 
I it just I like Don's Twitter presence. I like Don in general. Yeah. Um, but I don't like it when he bickers with people on Twitter because it it fills up my timeline with their dumb replies too. And if I cause I'd rather read it as a thread if I want to see you like try to roast somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't I sub- hear you. don't subject me to all that crap. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do the show. All right, in segment number one, we have. Uh, I should give credit, I guess, to at Dan Nolan, who had tweeted, "I've driven been insane. I've dri- I've been driven insane by this." And this is going to take a moment to set up, so stay with me here. The premise is that you pick two of one of the. You have nine boxes. You pick two to defend you, and the rest are coming to kill you. And here's what the nine boxes contain: We have fifty birds of prey. I'm going with large eagle, perhaps. Okay. I'm not a I'm not a bird expert. I'm <laughs> not a birdist. Bird, an no. ornithologist. No. Bird law, though. Lots of, <laughs> lots of bird law experience. Uh, we have ten crocodiles. We have three grizzly bears. We have seven bulls. Not Chicago bulls, but actual bulls. Yeah. We have one hunter who has what appears to be a 20-odd gauge shotgun. I just think that matters. Okay. Yeah, that's 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 uh, that does that does matter. That's a, that's an important part of this. Yes. What kind of gun is that? It really makes a huge difference. <laughs> uh, Fifteen wolves, ten thousand beavers. <laughs> Those are rats, dude. Oh, they're rats. You're right. Oh, that's much worse. I thought they were beavers. Beavers are <laughs> like, oh, that was the easy pick. Never mind. Now I'm now I'm all screwed up. All right, five gorillas and four lions. Okay. Should I read it all again? <laughs> no, I think we got it. Okay. So the premise again. Pick the two groups to defend you, but you have to understand that the rest are coming to kill you. I get to fight as well, right? Of course. Do I get anything? No. Your wits. <laughs> well, I've lost already. <laughs> I don't know. Can you carve a spear or something, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, but whatever. Maybe a hand. Any sort of I, hand weapon, not a gun. I think you just have to sit there and watch. I don't wait. think you do get to fight. I okay. think you just have to like have sit to. there like this the is, king on the throne. What what made me laugh about this is sort of like real life Magic the Gathering. It, very like, similar, yeah, yes. Real life Pokemon. Like I summon ten thousand rats. Like, yes. you know. But the uh but it was really it was I understand why Dan Nolan at Dan Nolan was <laughs> driven insane by this, because you could if you have a fairly decent imagination and you've played a lot of goofy, stupid games or had these stupid bar arguments it gets you you can you can cut this a thousand different ways and it sort of makes sense every which way you cut it yeah i think the challenge is you you look at it and you're like well i'm gonna pick two i think i really know which two i'm gonna pick but then you have to really consider like what does that leave with the attacking side right right so so if we get right into this like if we get right to the meat of it the guy with the gun is the most interesting is the most interesting piece because first of all the gun kills me, and he doesn't have to be super duper close. It's a shotgun, though. Well, I mean, a shotgun's effective. At I mean, you can get a, you know, if you get double lot buck, you know, it's it's pretty effective up to maybe maybe twenty five thirty yards. So I, I just I have a really hard time picking a human being in any situation because <laughs> people are so easy to kill. Yes, but it's the gun. Like you said earlier, the gun is what the gun makes him. The gun makes him bad to defend because there's only one dude with a gun, right? And so he's a bad defender, but he's an excellent. He's an he's excellent on offense. 
know what I'm saying? I feel like if I put 10 Crocs on him, he's done. <laughs> like, like, he's got no chance at all. Right. Okay, so bird, large birds of prey. And then the co- Have you seen the size of some of those saltwater crocodiles? Like, some of the, like, those Australian kind? I don't know that I'm very familiar with the, the overall size they're of the available super, crocodile population. They're super duper massive. So if you got like the biggest, meanest crocodiles, ten of them is is a lot of business. Yeah, I'm gonna say the three grizzly bears. I'm not. You know, I saw <laughs> I saw the Revenant. <laughs> I <laughs> I know how the bears do against you know against Leo DiCaprio, yeah. but I'm not sure three grizzly bears tips the scales in my favor. I think that. I don't want. I don't think they're good defenders. Okay. The I don't know what to do with the bulls. <laughs> I don't know what to do with mean cows. I, I think the challenge with the the defending against the bulls, seven bulls, is a challenge. And then I, we haven't even talked about. It. We're sort of just dismissing the bird. The bird can fly. It's the only thing that can fly on the list. Yeah, but they're easily. They're easily. Well, how do you defend? Okay, so yeah, let's say, what defends you what, against the birds? Is what right. I'm saying. What defends you against the birds? The man with the shotgun is probably your best defense against the birds. But there are fifty. There are fifty of these birds. That's right. <laughs> he's only got maybe. Let's say he hollowed. He took out the plug, so he's got you know ten shells. Let's in that say shotgun. Let, even. Let's say he's got as many shells as he needs. It's still. It's still not good. Ten thousand rats is interesting. <laughs> because <laughs> that regardless regardless of i don't think they provide you particularly great defense but that would be very very off-putting to see ten thousand rats like coming coming at you how would you defend what out of these things what would defend ten thousand rats i think that's I'd, right there's no way to defend against ten thousand rats it's not enough you don't have enough bodies to throw at it but but and here's why again at dan nolan why he's being saved but they're terrible defenders like how does, does I don't know? 10, 000, swarming do, everything. Do, do ten thousand rats? It's a, ten thousand is so many. <laughs> like city Seattle, like on any given Wednesday, has about ten thousand rats, like running the that. streets, <laughs> running <laughs> the streets, <laughs> coming out of the sewers. I don't like the four lions. For some odd reason, I just don't feel like like lions. Lions get this whole king of the jungle thing. I think it's all reputation. Yeah, no, it's it's more about the majesty of their appearance. Yeah, I mean, sure, I guess they can kind of sometimes sneak up on a gazelle. <laughs> but the, I always think of that video of that lion that's in the zoo and like accidentally steps off the it's barrier <laughs> into the river, <laughs> like not river, but the water feature in the male lions don't even do the hunting. Right. Yeah. So right, yeah. four male lions. Okay, so I'm not going to choose the four male lions. Can we move? We can just move. I'm just going to move. I can. Them I right can off. agree with you that we can eliminate the lions. Five like fully grown like gorillas are very scary creatures. Like they have these yeah like these videos of like like those gorillas hanging from the cage and like throwing manhole covers around. Yeah, like yeah. they're they're unbelievably powerful creatures. So. I kind of like I kind of like the five gorillas. Fifteen wolves. I saw the gray. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. Again, against Liam Neeson, perhaps they they're effective. But I feel like my ten thousand rats should be able to take out the fifteen wolves, no problem. So so you you really you're really down with ten thousand rats. I just when I think about like okay, so we're really talking about a a war, right? Yes. Like like a, a land war with limited air support. <laughs> 10,000 rats. So if you add up the rest here, not including the eagles because they're obviously in the air. 
Uh-huh. Uh, so we have 10, 13, 20, 21, 36, f- like 50 total combatants outside of the 10,000 rats here. Right. So to me, I just sheer numbers. Like if you divide by, by 50, each, each animal has to defend, or each group of animals has to defend. No, each animal would have to defend 200 rats alone. Like, I, I, if you just put 200 rats on any individual animal, I think you already have a strong advantage. And the person's going to be taking care of about 10 seconds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they just need to shoot you. Yeah, but it's I a guess, shotgun. And I, guess, like, yeah, I, guess, I, guess, I guess they need to get close enough to shoot you. Yes, no one is getting off a shot. So, like, again, if that's a large ranged weapon, like if it was a sniper rifle, I'd feel differently about it. Sure. I hear you. But, I, yeah, I, it's about the amount of ground to cover and the number of enemies we're talking about. So all of these enemies outside again of the airborne force here which i have con- I, may actually be my second pick i mean, might have to go with rats and eagles <laughs> rats and eagles yes because nothing else can stop the eagles like the, it, the crocs do, are my biggest problem how does an if, eagle how does an eagle stop um how does an eagle stop a a uh a crocodile that's what i'm saying i think the crocs are the the biggest challenge here i think the crocs might be able to make hay against the rats Yes, it it seems like it seems like you know crocodiles are much more have a much more are much more advantageous if you have a lot of water around you too. Like like if it was surprisingly fast on land. Yeah, but they're really good in the water, right? Okay, you'd really want one if you if the water was involved. You definitely want crocs, right? Yes, but as a land, I I like the I like the I like the ten I like the ten crocs. I do like the ten crocs. Okay. But I'm and just what trying, else? And I like the gorillas. I like crocs and gorillas. The rats. I think the crocs could. I think the crocs could handle the rats. I don't know. They'd have to take a thousand rats each, like thrashing them and gnashing them. I don't think the you know. I don't. Croc- yeah, I don't know if the rats can bite through the crocodile skin. That's what I'm saying. They're very. They're very hardy. Yeah. And then, and then gorillas—they just—they're just gonna—they're just gonna pound and smash everything else. Yeah, I was definitely. Um, the, I found the gorillas appealing. It seems like they might strategize. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe rats and gorillas, because you only need one gorilla. <laughs> You'd only need like one gorilla to take out the human. Like, even if he has a shotgun, that gorilla's still gonna kill him. Yeah. Uh, and then. They're, so they, they, so I still don't know what to do about the eagles if you don't pick them, though. Like, how, what, what, what kills the eagles? How do you deal with that? I don't know. That's a, that, that, this is, so, to recap, I don't, like, I don't like the lions, I don't like the wolves, I don't like no. the bears, I don't like the bulls. Yeah. Right? I don't like the man. And I don't like the man. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it comes down to some combination of eagle, croc, rat, Gorilla, yeah. Pick your two now. Which uh, I, I, I like this. I don't know. I like the synergy between the power of the gorilla and the hardiness of the crocodile. I do as well. It does seem like the crocs could withstand. Maybe the gorillas would have a good chance to grab it at the eagles because the eagles would have to like swoop in, right? Yeah. And the gorillas might be able to to fend them off. There are fifty of them though, so each each gorilla alone has to like fight off ten eagles. That is a <laughs> lot of. That's a lot of doing. It's a lot to ask. It's a lot. It is a lot to ask. Now, this was such a funny thing. This is such a funny. Um, this is such a funny take on the the dollar draft. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. 
I would not. I would. I would be honestly though, if this were to sort of happen, like in basically an open field. Yes. Like you could set it up. Like you, you're on top of a hill, and you get your animal. Like seeing ten thousand rats come across a field would just be harrowing. <laughs> right. I yeah. just because I don't think how many rats have you ever seen in the wild in a single place? Like a dozen, ha- like five. Like, have you ever seen more than a dozen rats in an area? No. I, maybe seen like yeah, no, not more than a dozen. No. Yeah. I mean, I lived in New York City. I, a couple <laughs> of times, I saw numerous rats. Yeah, like yeah, and and five of them were frightening. <laughs> Ten thousand of them, I can't imagine. It would just crap my pants. But I can't so take I, them. I can't take them as defenders. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, but still, ten thousand is so many. I know. And say they weigh a pound a piece. I don't know. I don't. Ten thousand pounds of rats. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So hopefully, All right. the people will let us know what they think. I obviously, we obviously didn't. We couldn't come to a consensus here, which I, I was surprised. I thought with a ten minute debate, we would actually come to a conclusion, but I'm I disappointed. In we're us, close. So. We've eliminated. We're down to. We're down to like two pairs of animals. It's just how do you want to pair them up? Yeah, but I think that's what makes it so hard. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to see how long we can stay alive in segment number two. In segment two, the premise here, this is from at Survival Vids on brand. What set are you picking? And they offer you A and B. And the scenario here is you get $1 million if you survive here for one year. And it, it appears, I mean, you would call it a deserted island. Um, it does have quite a bit of vegetation and uh, what looks like I don't know, maybe a half mile or a mile across. Um, it's not an overly large island, so indigenous population from an animal standpoint may be limited. Mm-hmm. But our choices to stay alive are in group A, a crossbow, a paracord, a tarp, a bowie knife, and 40 water treatment tablets. And in group B, we have matches, a pot, a spear, an axe, and an animal trap. Okay. So, uh, go please. Please. You've been thinking. I have been thinking. Share, about this. share your thinking with so, us. So I recently watched I recently watched Castaway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sorry, that's Tom. I was thinking the same. Right. Same kind of deal. I don't think so I don't know if there are a ton of like animals on this particular I mean, there's probably some birds. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe some I don't even know. I mean, yeah, I think the animal trap island, is right out. I think the animal trap has very little value. I agree. Okay. However. So, hold on. You agree with me then we need food, water, and shelter. Food. Yeah. The, the, the power, the, what do they call it? The threes, right? The power right. three. You have to have, you have to be able to control your body temperature in some way, shape, or form within three hours, three days for water, three weeks for food. Yes. Right. That's the, so saying that, and this desert, this deserted island looks as though it's. I don't know. Is it? Are we gonna say it's tropical? It appears to be tropical to me. Yeah. Based on the color of the water okay. and the vegetation here. So it's not like you have to worry about being cold, right? So, but I think here's the deal. I like B. I like B. I like the matches, pot, spear, axe, animal trap. Even though the animal trap, I think, has very limited value in this really? situation. First of all, the water, the pot is certainly going to help you with your water situation. Okay. So if it rains, if it's a tropical island and it rains, you can easily set up, you know, you can use things like palm fronds. Like I was trying to think what things could I replace with natural things on the island. Right. And the tarp, even though it's 
very useful for shelter very. and catching water and all that yes. kind of stuff. There's, you there's can a, do both at once. In there's fact. a million ways to do it. But I could replace that with some of the things I find on the island, like palm fronds and natural things. I can create shelter from natural things, so I, I wouldn't need the tarp. I, like, I don't like the crossbow. Did you, did no, you, no, it's pointless. It's pointless because I don't think there's any like large wild animals out here anyway. Yeah, you're probably gonna have to fish or catch birds. Yeah, and so I think the crossbow. Well, the crossbow might help you catch shoot birds, but I'd probably shoot one of those arrows out into the into the forest and never find it again. <laughs> yeah, ever. You're not you're not Daryl from The Walking Dead here. You're not gonna recover every arrow you ever shoot. <laughs> yeah, even if it's six arrows. I just don't think I don't the again paracord is has numerous has numerous uses in the wild. Yeah, you can hang of. yourself when you get tired of trying to do this for you. <laughs> you absolutely could. Again, helps it helps in like you know, making shelter. You can do lots of things with paracord. But again, if you're if you're just using it to make shelter, you can do natural things. Have you ever seen the video of the dude who makes his own cabin? In the I don't know if I've seen that one. Maybe uh, I, I've definitely seen the one of like the two guys that, like dig a hot tub and stuff, oh, and, like make a mud hut. <laughs> they fill it with water. No, there's this yeah, one yeah. dude who makes a small house, and he uses again he uses tree saplings and mud and and but the thing is on the A side, even though we have water tablets, I don't really think that helps us very much. Because you're going to have to get your water from the rain anyway, so you have to be yeah. you have to catch it. Matches really help early on, because it's difficult to create fire. Yes, but it's easier to maintain fire. Right, and right, so, right. And so while I'm trying to get good at starting my own fire while using like friction methods, right, whatever friction method I can come up with, it would be nice to be able to create a fire relatively easy, relatively early. And there for are, sure, because the first few first few days and weeks are going to be the hardest part. Yeah, yeah. All about the last few days and weeks when you yeah. know it's coming to a close. An axe obviously works really well um, for lots of things. Again, it has tons of utility. Yeah. And the spear has utility for fishing and maybe hunting birds if you were if you got really good at it. Not with my throwing shoulder, but with maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe something else. I kind of wish that I could just swap. I think that if I could just swap the knife in for the animal trap, I'd feel a lot more sold on B. Because when I first looked at this, I was very, very bullish on A with the tarp and the paracord because shelter is so important in this Mm -hmm. situation. But I agree with you that if you have an axe, which is maybe the single most important thing on here. Yeah. um, You can make almost anything if the axe is of high quality and, you know, you're able to you have access to resources of some kind. Yeah. So you're going to get a lot of natural shelter on this island as well because there's a lot of canopy. So if you can find yourself a place relatively close to the beach that's somewhat protected by vegetation and then you build a small shelter with, I don't know if it's bamboo or whatever else you chop down here, yeah, you have a lot of options. And I agree with you on the pot that no matter how I sliced it with capturing water, I couldn't come up with a good way to store it if I didn't have something to put that water in. Yeah, boil it or store it. I, yeah. I've seen people boil water with rocks. Have you ever seen that one? Like if you find the right shape of a rock, you can boil you can boil water. How much? I mean, what do you? What I mean, much? that's what I'm saying. A small amount. <laughs> it's not a ton, but I, you know, I've seen it. I've seen it. You know, if you watch enough Naked and Afraid, yeah, <laughs> you just you're uh, you, you 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 see people come up with like really good ideas. But um, yeah, the pot, the pot and the axe, 
very much Solby. The matches are an absolute yes. bonus. Yeah, the, the animal spear. the animal trap is a throwaway. It is unless the spe- there happens. You need to be, the spear to fish. I mean, I don't, I don't know if there even if there were small critters on this island. I don't think the animal trap would trap them. Because the animal trap looks like one of those kind that like animals step in and then it catches their foot. Yeah. Maybe there's some wild hogs on this island. I don't know. That, that would, I guess that'd probably be the most likely option, right? Or or some sort of like vermin. Ver, I don't think that trap would catch vermin. Not like small vermin, but like you know, nutrias. <laughs> <laughs> nutrias are actually kind of big. Right. They're very cute too. Have you ever seen? Have you ever? There's what's a, a, is there what's the other one? I can't remember. God, this is what I hate it when we do this on the podcast. When I have thoughts in my head and I just can't find the words, uh-huh. it's like, hey, that's the whole point of uh, what we're doing here. So get it together. <laughs> what what are you thinking? The taper, the taper, the capybara. Yeah. Yes, like, like the yes. like big rodent. Yes, yeah, that would be. I wanted that as a pet. I wouldn't want to. Eat. <laughs> I'd want company for the year. This is I I have a pet capybara now. That would actually be. You know, it's funny. Um, there's a golf course uh, in Portland called Heron Lakes. You play, you played Heron Lakes. I right? have played Heron Lakes. Yeah, yeah. It's built around that swampland. Mm-hmm. Well, swampland that swampland has like tons of nutria just walking around all mm. the time. So we had played there in the spring. And we were walking up, and I you know, then like kids had never seen a nutria. Okay, like, and then it's like. What is that? Is that a gopher? Or it's like it's like oh no! It, I said it looks like a giant rat. It's a nutria. <laughs> it's like, but it looks more like a giant guinea pig. Right, right, right. Yeah. Would you eat it? I th- well, people eat guinea pig all over the world. I think it's I I understand it. <laughs> it tastes like chicken. I don't, don't don't they all taste like chicken? I would definitely eat it. I would definitely eat a nutria. It if, it looks like a beaver. Yeah, well, but it has a rat tail. Kind yes. Of. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't have the big flat tail. Right, right. But it has the, the teeth. Yes. I would totally eat a nutria in a, in a heartbeat. If I was stranded on this island, <laughs> I'd find a way to like, I'd find a way to fence them in and start farming nutria so I could eat like a king for a year. Nothing but fish and nutria and, and coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely going to need those matches. <laughs> Definitely gonna need the matches. Yeah, roast up that nutria. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to have. Have you ever created a fire without matches? Have you? Ever, I mean, I never got far enough into scouting where they made us do that kind of stuff. I think I was in Weebelows for like twenty four hours before I was like, man, I can't. I've do done it with fire making implements, but never like. Yeah, wood. yeah, the little the little flint thingy, the mm-hmm. little fire starter. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I've done that, but like, I'm like seriously like two pieces of wood. No, like, you've never started a fire with just like two pieces of wood. No. What would you? What do you think you'd do? Would you? Would you try to use the drill method, or would you use like the little like shovel method? I just put a put a stick between my legs, rub my thighs together. Rub my thighs. <laughs> I'd, I'd find some corduroy <laughs> jeans. Yeah, and I would, uh, and then I'd put the stick between my legs. Yeah, and then I would run until the <laughs> until the until the stick caught on fire. Yes. Yeah. No, I think your matches theory about just starting a fire and then keeping it going, especially since you have the axe to feed it. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely the move. The more I look at this, the critical aspects are pot, spear, and axe. Everything else I could take or leave. Yeah. Like, the matches are nice, particularly if you're fatigued from a long day and you don't want to have to start a fire yeah. by hand. I think that, you know, I think the biggest adjustment that once they dump you into this on this island is, like, your need for calories, like, early. Yeah. I mean, you'd just be hungry as hell for, like, it'd be off-putting 
right? Well, until we didn't you even feeding yourself. Yeah, we didn't even address the most critical part of this question, which is, I wouldn't do this for a million dollars. You wouldn't try for a million? No, a year? Fuck no. <laughs> a year for a million? No. Like yeah. it, that's comfortable, but it wouldn't like it would not. I don't think meaningfully change my life in a way that living on this fucking island for a year would. <laughs> Get some peace and quiet. I mean, like, this is this is definitely a quarantine type of type of post. Like people are like, shit. You think I could live by myself on an island for a year? <laughs> that would be, that, that sounds okay. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a bad deal. All right. All right. Well. I even even given these things, the odds of me surviving for an entire year are pretty low. Like, like me tapping out. Like I don't. Well, yeah, you said you couldn't even go camping last time we talked right, about being outside. Right. You know, I have like medical. I have like durable medical equipment that I need to sleep. <laughs> I mean, I would be a mess after a year on this desert island. I wouldn't look so so ripped and hearty as uh, as uh, Tom Hanks did in Castaway, like tanned and buff. Maybe I would get tanned and buff though. You definitely lose a lot of weight. <laughs> Be all ripped like Jesus. All right, but ready to talk about some handsome men? Let's do it. All right, in segment three, yet another viral tweet from the last few days. This from at everything Gloria. What actor, comma, male, comma, is the perfect level of good looking? Like not too off-puttingly handsome. Like the right amount of handsome and also seems fun funny or goofy and i was very curious i was like i was very interested to see what people had to say about this because i'm fascinated by i'm fascinated by the 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 laws of attraction in general like what makes somebody drawn to someone else what makes people have a type like you know there's things obviously that i've noticed about myself that i'm like i don't have any like conscious i don't I, i can't come up with like a here's a thread of logic that leads me to why i find this feature attractive or that feature attractive right sure so the very first reply and sort of acknowledged early in the thread here is that someone says that people are going to ignore that you said not too handsome. The, f- the very first reply includes the words Idris Elba. And I'm just like, we're off to a terrible start. <laughs> off-putting, obviously off-puttingly handsome. Yes. Obviously. Extremely off-puttingly handsome. Well, this is, this is the funny part about this particular ask. This would be like being, this is like being like saying, you know, what what person who's ever held the 100-meter dash record is, you know, the perfect level of fast? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're already an actor. And actors in general, especially leading-type men actors, are all handsome. Well, they don't have to be leading men, necessarily. But I'm just saying, but the, a lot of the people that you would know, that people would say, hey, you know, who do you think is who do you think is the perfect level of 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 good looking, not too off-puttingly handsome? And if you think about the the first ten people that come to your brain, they're all off-puttingly handsome for the most part, because you start thinking about actors. But I, I, further down in the thread, there's there's a lot of Paul Rudds here. Again, Paul, Paul, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. No, he's kind of an everyman, kind of a kind of a normal guy. I think it's that has more to do with how he carries himself and presents mm-hmm. himself than it does his actual looks. I think he's quite attractive for a man, especially like he's like sort of the gold standard for how to look fifty, like be, look awesome at fifty if you're not Brad Pitt. Right, right. The um, I found I found I had more luck going with more comedic 
actor types. But see, doesn't that, don't you feel like that? So that's interesting you say that because just the other day, or just today, actually, the kids were watching um, one of those Diary of a Wimpy Kid movies. Okay. And the dad is Steve Zahn. And I'm like, now Steve Zahn is an answer that you could give. Because if you look at him, he's actually quite attractive man. Mm-hmm. Especially as he's gotten older, he's really aged into his looks. Because um, it kind of has big features. And when you're younger, if you have a big nose, it kind of sticks out, right? It looks it's still yeah. different. But as an older man, he's actually quite good looking. And I, and I like that's an appropriate level answer. But meanwhile, in the thread, you've got stuff like Matt Damon. <laughs> like somebody says, Chris Evans. And then so, like, some guy replies, if Chris Evans is not off-puttingly handsome, I, I'm leaving the planet. <laughs> <laughs> This is fair. Again, you think that because they play regular, maybe take a regular type guy role, that right. they're not off-puttingly handsome. Well, you're wrong. Like yes. if they, if your name appears above uh, on the, uh, the across the top of a movie poster, you are off-puttingly handsome. Yeah, like in here we have Ryan Reynolds appears. Oh please! <laughs> and then someone says, "I know Jesus. I'm old school, but I always had a crush on Paul Newman." Paul Newman. <laughs> Newman was one of the most beautiful men who's ever lived in the whole history of the world. That is quite literally the next tweet to, in reply to the Paul Newman tweet is the assignment, like name someone who's not too handsome. You post the most attractive man to ever walk the earth. <laughs> That's just a ridiculous. That's just somebody who doesn't understand the question. Now, I, I, for, the first thing I did was I looked at, I, I, I thought if you're, if you've ever appeared as the uh, People Magazine sexiest man in the world. You cannot be on this list, mm-hmm. with the exception of no, as an actor. So here are the people. Here are the actors who appear on this list for the last maybe ten or fifteen, twenty years: uh, Idris Elba, er, The Rock, Chris Hemsworth, Channing Tatum, Bradley Cooper, Ryan Reynolds, Johnny Depp, Hugh Jackman, Matt Damon, Clooney, McConaughey, Jude Law, Depp, Affleck, Pierce Brosnan. Harrison Ford, Richard Gere, Denzel Washington. They're all disqualified. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah, you think? All, you know, here's, what's fu- here's a funny one. Did you know that in 1992, the sexiest man in the world was Nick Nolte? <laughs> okay. Disqualified. Cruz, Connery, you know, Swayze. Okay, so th- those guys are all off the list. You can't, don't come with any of those dudes. Yeah. Um, I was thinking somebody, like, again, like, I had a better, I had a better, um, I had a better, I had better luck in my brain exploring the comedic, more the comedic guys. Okay. Like, somebody like Tom Hanks. I mean, I know we've already talked about Tom Hanks. He's not, he's not really good looking. That's what I'm saying. He's not off-puttingly handsome. Right, right. And he was, when he was younger, he was quite a bit better looking, yes. Yeah, and he's, and he seems like a good hang. Yes. Right, yeah. I put Andy. I put Andy Samberg on here. Yeah, Andy Samberg is a good call. Yeah, because he's got just enough physical flaws that it's not like. Yeah, yeah, and, and but he's seems- also but he's he's good looking enough to be on TV. It's not weird that it's not like why is this guy on TV? Right, <laughs> it's like there's a reason of the lonely island guys. He's the one that is like on you know the face that everybody knows. Right, right. And the third one I had on my list was Sam Rockwell. I think Sam Rockwell would be a fun hang. Yeah, and he's good looking, but not again, not, not. uh you know, not off-puttingly handsome. One that showed up here in response that I, I liked was Chris Dowd. He was the guy. Oh, the, the, the IT crowd guy? Yes. Yeah, the IT fun. crowd. The IT crowd. The IT crowd. It's not the IT crowd. <laughs> I mean, it's a pun, but yes. Yes. Uh, no, uh, I, I like Bill, the, Bill, I like Bill Hader 
seems appropriate. Yeah, again, the comedic guys. Yes. It's, it's much easier to farm the comedic side of this house than the action side of this house. If you're an Avenger, you're out. <laughs> Agreed. Essentially, Agreed. right? Yeah. If you're, if Although you're Ruffalo a, did show up a whole bunch in responses. Who? Mark Ruffalo. Okay. Maybe the exception that proves the rule. <laughs> but if you're essentially, but if you're an Avenger, if you're, if you're again, starring, if you're, if you're starring in a, in a Marvel movie, uh-huh. <laughs> you're likely out. Likely. So since we had a couple minutes left, did you have any women that came to mind that met this description? Well, actually, you know what? Before no. we get there, let me tell you one quick story because I turned to my wife and I was like, this woman says Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And she's like, well, yeah, maybe he's not that. He's not. That. I'm like, what? Like, look at this picture of this man. Look, look how attra- attractive he is. And she's, she's sort of incredulous. And I think it's because she watches that Friday nights in with the Morgan show. She okay. must, there must be something about him that she doesn't like. Okay. And I, I'm like, meanwhile, I'm like, if I looked like this, my life would be different. <laughs> you'd be, a, you'd be an actor. <laughs> yes. But she took offense to it. I was like, I didn't mean it like that. I just meant that. <laughs> It's one of those things where I firmly believe that if I was about three inches taller and like two two notches better looking, my career would be going a lot smoother. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe it's true. just how people's biases work. Right, right. Yeah. See, it's more to be, authoritative. Yeah, I get to be large and jovial, which is nice. Indeed. Yeah, I get to be I get to be large, large and easygoing, which is a nice, which is a nice, which is a nice road for me. It's, but the but you had you had you had asked me to ask my wife about this. As yes, well, that's, right, I that's right. First of all, my wife came up with a bunch of I, I just immediate vetoes. Right? She's like, okay, I'm she's, curious. She's like, John Ham. I'm like, what? What? Veto. What I'm like, veto. And she's like, and then she's Rob Lowe. Veto. And this is like Clooney, Coster. I'm like, did you listen to the question that I asked? Are you listening to the question? Kevin Costner, I can kind of understand, is not being awfully handsome. Yeah, closer. Closer. But, okay. But she, then she sort of took it more seriously and started to give it some more thought. She did come up with Matt Damon at one point, which I was like, maybe current Matt Damon? I don't know, man. I think that if you met Matt Damon in person, you'd be surprised at how good looking he is. Yeah. And then she, and then she, then she went to Steve Carell. Which I thought again, this again, the the comedic guys. Yeah, the, like it's a bit of a Jason Bateman vibe. It's e- yes, Jason Bateman. It's easier. It's easier to to farm that side of the house. If you're a romantic or action lead, you're obviously too handsome. Can we come up with a romantic a- or action lead who's not? Like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Does Domhnall Gleeson count? Is he a romantic or action lead? Um, I mean, he was the co-lead in Ex Machina. Yeah. I mean, that's art. I mean, you can probably farm the more artsy type films. Well, so there was that show that he was on with Merritt Weber, Run, which I didn't watch any of, but I saw all the promos for it. I like Don Hall Gleason. Yeah. Every time I see him, I think he's, I think he's good. Um, I don't, I don't think he's off-puttingly handsome, but I don't. Though but I think might, he, yeah, he I think qualify. he's malleable, right? Like I think that if you dress him up and put him with a a, a very attractive leading lady, he seems more handsome by Yeah. Like, he can play know. he can play the asshole, he can play so again, I have this sort of uh this thought about Oscar Isaac. The one of the most attractive men in the world? <laughs> yes, but he can but you know, you shave his head and he grows a, a ragged beard and he looks like a different guy, right? Again, mal- I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
I am a handsome actor. He's very handsome. I am. I am a handsome actor. Yeah, Eddie Baldwin. Choose a Baldwin. No, I'm just kidding. Now. <laughs> Choose a young Baldwin. So wait, when you were thinking about Oscar Isaac, like as an as an option, as a yeah, no, 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 much, v- much too attractive. V- veto. <laughs> yeah. If you're in the cast of Triple Frontier, you're out. Yeah, yeah. People have said Pedro Pascal in response. No, Richard Madden is on here. Richard thinking. Madden. Yeah. No, Wiley, one of the best, one of the greatest sex symbols of the '90s. <laughs> Richard Madden is very handsome. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I just I wanted to be incredulous about the way that women choose to respond to this thread <laughs> and dudes. They don't. They don't. They they really don't get it. And it's okay. I get it. It's just like every. I'm 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 doing a quick scroll here, and every one of these people is just amazingly handsome. Right. Like Timothy Oliphant comes up more than once. <laughs> yeah. Please. That's, it's it's insane. It's Please. it's it's absurd. Hey hey! Someone someone put Sam Rockwell on here. There you Ag- go. Agree. <laughs> oh, then someone put Momo on here. Oh, get out right, of here. Right, right. Get the hell out of here. Like, oh, yeah, but he's goofy. <laughs> Somebody put Hugh Jack. Shirtless Hugh Jackman shows up. <laughs> Jesus. You people. Read the tweet. Read the OP, please. Right. Get on here. Terrible. Jesus. All right. Well, that's it for our regular segments, and you know what that means. Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready. <laughs> Dad jokes of the week. Woo. So before we get into our regularly scheduled dad jokes, I had one that uh, I had prepped for our conversation to lead into our conversation about the Goya Foods controversy before we got derailed <laughs> at the end of our Goonies episode. Um, and I'm just I'm just going to present it. So as part of the as part of the controversy, there's some issues with both Ivanka as well as 45 taking pictures with the products. Right. In their official White House capacity, which is illegal, right? You can't not, endorse products it's, if you're... It's, yes, it's highly, highly inappropriate, but all right. Yes. So there's a picture of her taking the beans. She's holding the beans. Like, she's a... Like, I've seen she looks picture. like she's on The Price is Right. Right, yeah. She's very, yeah. She, like, she, definitely, she definitely has yes. had some product modeling training. How much does this can <laughs> cost? Two thirty nine, Higher or lower? Right. So somebody memed that photo into a dad joke, which I thought I would share. What's the difference between a garbanzo bean and a chickpea? <laughs> I know this joke. <laughs> yeah. Your daddy never had a garbanzo bean on his face. <laughs> right. Okay. That is that is a classic setup. The way the way that the way I always hit that punchline is no one ever paid fifty dollars right. to have a garbanzo bean on their face. In this specific in this particular <laughs> instance, we are talking about illicit rumors that have it, been it dogging. Is- it is that's a great that that joke always makes me laugh always <laughs> it's it's, it's 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 one of my favorite inappropriate like jokes you can't just tell that joke in front of like strangers in mixed company you sort of can because yeah. you don't actually have to say the gross part it's up to them to get there and like a truly innocent person won't know the punchline and anyone that does if they get mad at you isn't it really their own fault for knowing what you're talking about <laughs> it's like dude i get it way i i, I spend way less than 50 bucks <laughs> all right on to the dad jokes not terrible this week there's at least three that i would repeat wow wow all right so this is a conversational joke between zane and lily <laughs> according to the card okay. i don't know zane and lily okay zane, zane of, says zane formerly of one direction uh, yeah i assume so yes. right. zane malik zane malik zane malik i don't malik? know malik malik i think 
or is that just the British not respecting the actual pronunciation I of his don't, name? I don't That's know. the thing they do. <laughs> <laughs> not just them. Zane says, without your glasses, you're beautiful. Lily replies, without my glasses, you're not half bad yourself. But up, uh. What do dogs invest in? Rubber balls. They like the high rate of return. I think it could have been any ball. Yeah. It's have to be rubber. I don't know. Help, I have food stuck in my throat. Ha <laughs> I'm just choking. <laughs> Your cops on the throne, on the toilet joke showed up in the calendar. Really? Yeah, did you hear someone stole the toilet in the police station? The officers have nothing to go on. I wasn't even going to read it, but I just wanted to tell you that it was in here. All right. Yeah. I've, I've discovered a common... The, the, Maybe maybe my maybe my my train of uh, police police jokes will show up, like Perhaps. another one. Why did the lifeguard kick the elephants out of the pool? They kept dropping their trunks. <laughs> Pervs, <laughs> right? Uh, I wanted to watch the World Origami Championship on TV, but it was only on pay per view. <laughs> pay per view, I get it. And finally. And I'm taking a little artistic license with this. You know, Chris, it's been hot here lately. And when it's hot like this, man, I, I just can't help but feel bad for pigs. They've got to be bacon. <laughs> God, that's terrible. <laughs> and that's it for me. I don't have a joke this week. What is the matter with you? I don't know. I have, I've, had a, I've, had, I've had such a weird week that... I just couldn't pull. I would. I would read. I would be lazy and just read joke app. But I. Right. I think our. I think our listeners deserve better than that. <laughs> <laughs> and since we already came out with the garbanzo bean joke, <laughs> which is one of my favorite jokes of all time, I think I'm just gonna let it lay this week. Okay. Fine. Let's go to the overtime. Overtime. All right. In the overtime. Um, I tend to be a bit of a sucker for Instagram advertising. Uh, <laughs> Have you ever bought anything? Lots. Really? Yeah. You're the guy? You're the one? You're, just, you're the reason that they continue to advertise on Instagram? You they show me things shit. I want. <laughs> they re- the algorithm is dialed. You're they, out, they know you. They know you. They, do. they know you really well. They do. Good for and them. Good for them. I've gotten much better at not buying shitty things, though. Like, early on, I was like, oh, I like this. And it's like, then I realized that this is a hoodie that took three months to arrive because it came from you know, Wherever. Xinjiang <laughs> right. made by oppressed Uyghurs. And I had no idea. And, and it wasn't that great when it came. No, it's terrible. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's like terrible material. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks good for like, until you wash it once. <laughs> Solid. But anyway, on the Instagram advertising, and actually I've seen these on uh, commercials now on TV as well. Um, it's always interesting to me when a brand takes the, makes a leap. Cause it, it feels like, that's a, a leap forward, but that's just my old brain telling me that's a leap forward because really digital, <laughs> direct digital is much more effective than broad television advertising okay. for retail. Um, obviously, a large portion of people still get their information from the television, but this is Bird Dogs brand and they sell, um, I mean, a number of different things. I, the first th- thing I ever saw was them talking about these pants are the most comfortable pants you'll ever, you know, I mean, everyone's trying to sell me stretchy pants all the time. Right. Well, I mean, stretchy pants, the stretchy pants business be booming right now. Right. Right. So, but lately they have pivoted or maybe they've always been doing this. They have built in underwear with their shorts. Now I can understand the idea that, and they have pants with built in underwear as well. Okay. And so there's essentially instead of like a, a, it's just like an, the spandex liner for your 
it's I, I can't understand. So it's like I'm, I'm apoplectic, obviously. With this. Yes. I don't know how to, how to deal with it. But the, the reason I bring it up is because it, it cuts both ways. And that's the thing I don't understand. Their own marketing cuts both ways, which is that they say these pants are so comfortable or these shorts are so comfortable, you'll never take them off. But also, you don't have to wear underwear anymore because the pants have underwear in them. And that seems right. That doesn't line up. I hear, I hear what you're saying. First of all, um, John Hamm not interested in these shorts. <laughs> no, definitely not. S- second of all, I, as a kid who grew up at the pool, I understand the power of the built-in underwear into your shorts. Sure, your swim the mesh shorts, was no good. Because your swim shorts had, had underwear built into them. That's just yes. how swim trunks work in the world, right? Right. And so... And it makes sense to me in that context. I also it, like the ones that have like the gym shorts, the built-in underwear, because the built-in underwear will have like a pocket for your phone, so it doesn't fall like it's a, a sleeve. Oh, uh-huh. like you could like just pull up your short and then like stick it in into a it, built-in sleeve in the in the in on the, the side of your leg, which is exactly where it needs to be if you have it on you while you're in right. the gym. Yeah, and it makes sense to me the gym shorts because mm-hmm. you know maybe you have a little compression short underneath, you know, your gym shorts. I yes. get that, but for. For the bird dog people who like to say they like go from the couch to the from the gym to the couch or whatever, I'm 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 not afraid to say that I wear the same shorts a lot, like three days, four days in a row, when I'm not doing anything. Like I have these Correct. comfortable golf shorts that I wear around the house. When I wake, get up in the morning, I put on a clean shirt, I put same. on clean underwear, and I put on the same shorts that I've been wearing for four days. Same. Oh, I'll wear them all week. Right. Yeah, unless I get food on them or do something and gets them dirty, or I like sweat heavily in them, I'm yeah. gonna wear them again. Yeah. This is not possible with the bird dog short. Correct. You're you're you'd be dragging around your skid marks for like days and days. You can't you can't just roll out with these shorts and wear them three days in a row because that's disgusting. The, yes. Because the built-in underwear is limiting. Like I get, I understand. I like it from a from an exercise perspective. Yes, certainly. But I know I'm going to get sweaty and take them off when I'm done. Sir, from a swimming perspective, no brainer. Yes. I get, I get all that. But from a loungewear perspective, this is a giant fail. I cannot, I cannot endorse this as loungewear simply because the day you put it on, the second day it gets sketchy. Third day is right out. You can't. You can't even like turn them inside out like a regular <laughs> pair of underwear. <laughs> <laughs> backwards, forwards, inside out, to backwards. <laughs> like four days. Like you can wear you can wear regular underwear four days in a row. You can't wear underwear backwards. You're like a eunuch. You can wear underwear backwards. I guess it's really more of a problem in the back. Yes. But then, it's more but, then the back, but then the back comes to the front. It's just yeah, well, anyway. It's no good. It's no yeah, good. and if you ever pooped your pants wearing these, you're you're just done. <laughs> <laughs> so the bird dog, you know, I think they've got something I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. Uh, like I said, I think it's not good for lounge for 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 work at home attire. No, and they're like, say Limited. goodbye to the scourge of underwear forever. And I'm like, the scourge of underwear. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> you need to. If that's the problem, I trust. You know, I've, I've plugged before other brands underwear on the show. Sure. You can get high quality micro modal underwear, mm-hmm. very comfortable. Yeah. For a low price. Right. Or you could be like me, just go to Costco and you buy whatever they got there. Your briefs, man? (laughs) Boxer brief. Boxer brief, man. Okay. See, I can't... I have to, like... I have to buy somewhat expensive underwear. I can't... (laughs) It is... If it's not... If it's in any way... If if there's any sort of bite or bind in any fashion, I I can't. You can't do it. You can't do it. 
I, I have to be like, every pair of underwear I own, I need to be able to sit on a plane for four hours without any sort of crotch bite. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a good, that's a good benchmark. I mean, you're spending a lot of money on underwear, obviously. Yeah. yeah you're not afraid well, of As we discussed before, my whole life now is to wear the most comfortable clothes possible <laughs> so that I can sit for long periods. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, go out for an evening, go out for an evening walk and then, you know, whatever. Yeah. All right. Anything else for the OT? Nothing else for the OT. Just uh, we're getting to the. You know, it's funny we have our, our our little podcast here, and it's funny how because I don't feel like we're living full lives right now. Yes. <laughs> that it's that the the challenge like having Twitter produce our show this week made perfect sense because I need I need life to happen a little bit. <laughs> I need to catch right. up a little bit so I can jump in with like fresh material like next week but but we need these little breaks we need these little breaks because god it's just you know these four walls right yeah i mean because if i don't get to go out in the world and run into an asshole what are we going to talk about <laughs> right? i need to get out but the thing is the more i get out the more i'm better at avoiding any like asshole oh, situation yeah i like i think like, that's gonna be an asshole situation i'm not going there i'm not gonna yeah. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna deal i'm not gonna deal just and I'm just gonna go the other way. It's, uh, I just can't. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, things will happen. Things will happen as we go, and uh, and uh, hopefully, uh, more uh, more better podcasts as we go. I hope. I mean, I, I like having the breaks. I love having the, d- the debates. Uh, but it does it does sometimes feel like it one lazy, two like, <laughs> like we're cheating. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the podcast is largely based around us experiencing our lives and then breaking down the very minutiae that made up that interaction in a way that allows us to come to some kind of catharsis about it. Yeah. And when we don't get to do that, it's, it's very challenging, especially, you know, I'll publish, I'll, you know, I'll edit and publish the pod. And then all of a sudden we have to do another one. <laughs> <laughs> never, like, it's never done. It's like, what am I going to do? It's tough sometimes. All right. But we appreciate all of you guys for listening. And that's our show for tonight. Our thanks to all of you for listening to 2 on 3 Pod, where we hope you're staying safe, staying healthy, and doing your part. If you don't already, please subscribe and a review via your favorite podcast provider. And don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We'll be back next week with more pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism. But until then, peace! <laughs>